It just so happens to be that every year around Halloween time, I'm on the internet searching up for monster toys. Lots of monster toys. I like monsters. I think they're fun. And the more monster, especially universal monster type toys I can get, the better I feel. I'll open some for a channel. I'll share some on Instagram because I really like it. And it so happens that every year I come across this one line where they have monsters and humans that fight with some monsters that fight other monsters. And it's crazy and they're big and they're bulky. You can smash them together and they're fun. And they even come with their own stance. And every year that I try, I keep getting outbid or the sell goes away or they become so priced out of my range that I don't really want to buy it. And it seems that every year it's the same thing over and over and over. The line itself is unknown for the most part, but it has a cult following that people absolutely love. The line I'm talking about is Playmates Monster Force. And that's why I'm here talking toys. Welcome to Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff, where we go back in time to discuss our favorite toys, one toy line at a time. Hello, and welcome to Talking Toys with Taylor and Jeff. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeff, and it's October, so that means we got to talk about some monsters. And, and Taylor, I want to... I wanna, uh, give you some kudos folks that was a completely winged completely (laughs) improvised story time because we logged on to record and taylor said okay what are we recording i forgot well sadly sadly, keep in mind folks he's the one that suggested this line and sent me the research (laughs) well sadly enough teacher brain is real that's all i'm gonna say it's so real (laughs) sadly enough the the part the part about that story that that just kills me is it's true Every year I explore this line, especially, you know, doing like the YouTube channel stuff. I always want to open one of these for the channel and they have like priced out of my range every single time or they are outbid or the one time okay, so I've gotten sharp. Let's, let's, let's set some. Okay. So, so what is out of your range? So for these? like what's so out five of, bucks, 10 bucks? No, 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 no. Out of my range is about $40. Okay, wow, these go for that much. Yeah, that's why I was very surprised. And, you know, when I say $40, $50, that's sometimes carded, or at least with most of the accessories. Mm -hmm. Um, I've even been outbid on just the figure without stands or any accessories for the $30, $35 range. And it's mainly the monsters. It's not the humans. But well, who wants the humans? The yeah. Well, I mean, the humans are cool, but the monsters—they are cool. No, they are cool. But I would is. imagine it. But it's called Monster Force. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I did go and watch the cartoon as well. Um, I did. I did go- not have a chance. I've not had a chance to see any of these. Are all of the episodes on YouTube? They are on YouTube. Okay. They're interesting. It's it's interesting. It took it. I haven't quite gotten into it. It's um, 
I really wanted to get into it, but it it's weird because it kind of just drops you into the story. And it's set up like you're supposed to know some of what's going on. And I guess like parts of the story kind of uncovers you move along. But it's 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 weird because it it's like it jumps into action to catch your attention. But there's no setup. There's nothing in like the the opening like credits that really like tell any story and and really kind of explain what's going on. So there's no exposition at all. It is not even like the first episode. Yeah, it's it's very strange. I mean, at least at least what I thought was the first episode, at least how it was set on YouTube as a first episode, that's what I watched as episode 1. Now I'm hoping that is the opening episode, which I'm pretty sure it is. But yeah, it was just it was strange. It's been a tough one for me to really get into. So give folks a, a very quick rundown on the premise. So we've got we've got three humans and four monsters, correct? Or is it two and five? So it is um it's three it's and four. Three yeah. humans. So you've got uh Lance Magruder, uh Doc uh Reed McCrawley, and then um Trip Hansen. And then you've got Luke Talbot, which is a werewolf, uh Frankenstein, um, which also ends up working with the human force. And then you got the creature of the night, which is Dracula and the creature from the black lagoon. Now Dracula wants to bring the world into darkness, bind them. I guess it's like the, the one ring he wants to basically destroy. So the he world. is the bad guy in the, uh, in the show. He is, he is the bad guy and his accomplice or compass is uh, the, the creature from the black lagoon. So the creature helps them out. Okay. Whereas Frankenstein originally starts to help him out and Luke Talbot, which is also werewolf starts to help him out. But Luke has sided with the human force, uh, helping them the monster force to, to battle these monsters. And Dracula in the first episode tries to sway him. And I think that's where they find Frankenstein is that Frankenstein is with Dracula and they end up, Frankenstein ends up siding with the humans. So it's the monster squad. It's the They're monster calling squad. it monster force, but this is the it's, monster it's, squad. It's basically the monster squad all grown up. Yeah. It is essentially the monster squad all grown up. Exactly. They just ripped it off. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It, it's, it is interesting in that it, it seems like a rip off, but it, it does like feel and seem like a grown up version of the monster force. Or Monster Squad. I feel comp- and I feel compelled to point out that the, the character that they're calling Frankenstein is actually Frankenstein's monster. Yes. It is not Doctor Frankenstein. It is the monster. Well, um, that is an ongoing mis misnomer for a lot of people. A lot of people misname the monster as Frankenstein, but oh, they do. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a thing, it's and, and I will never, uh, I will never let that die. <laughs> Yeah, I think I saw it was a uh, the Mego style figures. They had um they had a uh, uh, a Frankenstein doll and it was actually named Frankenstein and I'm like, "No, that's that is Frankenstein's monster." Yeah. You got to fix do it. better Mego. Yeah. So, okay, so we, this is a, again, folks, this is a small line, so we're going to do we're going to talk about the line, then we're going to do a top 3 and the one that got away. Uh, I just I've, I'm enjoying that we're able to to cover some of these smaller lines uh, mm-hmm. a little more in depth, and I think this is one that that deserves it because I'm really impressed with these toys. Yeah, uh, we do have we do have seven figures, as you mentioned. We have uh, Dr. Reed Crawley, who is the leader of the group, right? Yes. 
we have Lance Magruder, who is uh, the marksman, and we have Trip Hansen, who is a martial arts specialist. Yes. And those are the humans. And then of the monsters, as you mentioned, we have uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon and Dracula, the Prince of Darkness, who are the villains. And then we have Frankenstein's monster and <laughs> Luke Talbot, the wolfman, uh, who are monsters but are on the side of the monster force. And I have to say, the fact that they called Frankenstein called him Frankenstein instead of Frankenstein's monster is especially galling because they took the time to give the wolfman a name and they gave him the last name Talbot, which is a reference to the 1941 Universal film, The Wolfman. Yes. Uh, Larry Talbot was the uh, was the main character in that one, the the, the Wolfman. So, yes. it, it, you know, there there's obviously some attention to detail here that uh, was being paid. And, and I'm wondering if they just I, I don't know. I don't know why they would call him Frankenstein unless it's just easier. I don't know. I think that's that seems to be an, a, a thing a lot of people do, I guess, because it is easy. I mean, it's at the time, like thinking about, you know, what was going on at the time with Universal Monster. Like a lot of people referred to him as Frankenstein. I remember having a mass that was just called Frankenstein and it was Frankenstein's monster. So I think that was just something that was going on at the time that people didn't associate the monster aspect to it or people forgot, you know, that it was truly Frankenstein who created the monster. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we, there, there's a whole whole story there uh, about how the, what we know as Frankenstein's monster doesn't match what's in the book, but we won't get into that now. Right. So as far as these figures go, uh, what is their scale? Is it, they're like five inches. They look to be about five to six they're, inches. Correct? They're about five and a half inches. They're, they're okay. bulky. So they're kind of like, they're probably uh, close to the size of uh, what was that toxic crusader. So they're okay. kind of big and bulky, maybe a little bit taller than some Ninja turtles. Yep. And again, I'm really impressed with these. You know, LJN always has done pretty good work. You know, we love the Ninja Turtles and and these I'm really am impressed with these figures. Um, it looks like for the most part, they have what they're articulated at. Like they have ball joints at the shoulders, then the elbows bend, ball joints at the hips and then the knees bend like G.I. Joe figures. Um, it looks like the waist might turn, do they? Yeah. So what I what I found on these with the uh, with the movement is for the most part, they've got swivel necks uh they've got swivel shoulders i believe they have swivel wrists as well so their their wrists where most of the figures are able to turn they've got the hinge legs and some of them have articulation at the hips themselves so it's uh one two three four five six seven uh eight points of articulation so hips arms wrist head and waist is that that's only six Elbows. elbows elbows and knees um no i don't think all of them do because i know that oh, okay i know creature is he, he yeah it looks like, like looks like five yeah it looks like the monsters have maybe five and the, and the the human characters have a little more some of them yeah yeah it's, it's kind of it's all over the place with the articulation because i know like doc has he doesn't have elbow articulation um Hansen does with his play feature because he has the hand that shoots out. Uh, I know that. See the the marksman character. I think he does on one of the arms. So they're kind of they're kind of all over the place. I think six is a standard articulation on them, with a few uh, 
bits of articulation based on the play feature for each specific character. So how, this is a this is a, a philosophical question. Then how do you feel about that? Do you prefer a toy line where all of the figures have pretty much the same articulation, so they're all sort of alike, or do you do you, are you okay with one where it's just sort of all over the place like this, where one figure may not may not have much at all, but the other another figure is super articulated? You know, the thing with it kind of is up in the air. It depends on the line. So like, I know that with, um, uh, the flash Gordon line that, that I'd been looking at and I collected, um, some of them, they had different articulation based on the figures. And the, for the most part, the articulation was so small in the line or like the, the line was so small and the change in articulation was not that big of a deal that it didn't really bother me too much. But as in a modern line, if I see, you know, like, especially like a two pack of figures that they technically should be the same, but, you know, they have one has loss of articulation, the other has more articulation. It does bother me. I think looking back at some of the older lines, I'm fine with it, with the exception of like maybe two or three joints. Whereas now, yeah, I, I think it's, it's. It's one of those things that shouldn't be happening these days. Does that make sense? And I agree. And no, and, and well, you you kind of word salad your way through it, but I think I, I think I followed you. Um, need a fork to pick to that one, Taylor. Right. No, I. But I. I. I'm. I'm with you. I. I'm not. I. I don't like it. I. I even the uh, the Indiana Jones line. You know, the the Marion Ravenwood character had less articulation than any of the other characters, and that bugs me. Was that the Kenner but, one that you're talking about? Yeah, the the Kenner line. Yeah, it's weird because. Hasbro did the same thing with their re-release that that some of the characters would have like a lack of leg and knee articulation, whereas the others had it. And I remember those specific figures, some of them, I just passed up entirely and wouldn't get. Right. Yeah. And folks, I'm apologizing if you can hear Margo sneezing in the Is background. Is that what's going uh, on? <laughs> yeah, we're recording this in August and it rained just enough to stir things up and she has she has uh, allergy issues as it is. So she's on the bed rooting around trying to make her nest and sneezing her, her, her head off. Oh, poor girl. Bless her heart. Yeah, that's what she does. Uh, I had to change up her allergy medicine because the uh, Claritin had stopped working. Oh, no. <laughs> Talking dogs with Taylor and Jeff. So, uh, so let's, let's, let's dive into this and let's talk about the humans first and end with the monsters. Um, so Dr. Reed Crawley is a really, has a really cool design. I like his color scheme. He's got, you know, the, uh, he's got like, kind of, it looks like a red shirt, uh, a reddish brown shirt with green pants and a, uh, a tan jacket that is like a long jacket, but it's billowing open. Mm-hmm. Uh, ordinarily I wouldn't like that, but I think this pose is so cool. And I like the fact that he can reach in, I guess he can reach in and get his, uh, his gun, which will, his, his pistol, which will sit in his holster that's on his leg. Right. No. Okay. So those on the human figures, um, those are, it's supposed to be a bio scanner for finding okay. monsters. So, and each, each of the humans have this bio scanner that sits in a holster on their leg. Um, so that is, he, I believe can reach in and grab those. The, the plastic from what I understand on the overcoats of these, they're fairly, fairly soft, rid- it looks like. They're fairly rigid, but oh, okay. there's some pliability that that'll allow it. Um, I think it's very similar to how 
uh, was it uh, Mongo's or not Mongo? Um, uh, the Emperor. Uh, oh my goodness, I'm I'm having a, a drawback from Flash Mongo's. Gordon, the, the Ming the Merciless. Ming the Merciless. Thank you. His <laughs> his cape out of the Playmates line surprisingly was like rigid, and I believe that these are kind of the same, but. With Doc, I believe it's a little bit more pliable because they had to get that over his arms. Right. Folks, I'm, I'm done. He said Mongo, so now all I'm thinking about is a Blazing Saddles action figure line. Tele- telegram for Mongo. With a, with a candy gram for Mongo. <laughs> I know. I could, oh, wow. I could not. I was like, oh, my God. Wait, is he from Mongo? No, the plant's Mingo. What's wrong with your head right now? Why? <laughs> so, yes. Um but but it is a real this is a really cool yeah. design and I really like this color scheme and he's got you know he's got a uh, bandolier with with big bullets going across his chest and it's yeah. the same color green as his pants then he's got he's got like knee pads on so that he can kneel to to shoot and he's got brown boots he's got these gloves on but he, he has a, a watch on over one of his gloves and it looks like it's actually strapped in through a loop like a belt loop kind of mm-hmm. which is a really cool design and then uh, he's got, what is this design? Is this design on his belt buckle? That's the Monster Force logo. It's an F and an M. Yes. Yep. That's really cool. And they, they have it because they're kind of gold and they have the the little design like um, a screen printed on. So each one has that design with screen print on their, their belt. And that's how you know that they're part of the Monster Force. That's really cool. And then he's got his face. He's got like this. The, it looks like a gas mask on. He's got goggles and a, and a like a breathing apparatus on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he comes with a very, very large cannon of some sort. Yeah. So he has his cannon is a type of net launcher. So he has a cannon that shoots out based on electro net that allows him to capture people. So it's actually a spring fired missile with a net on the end. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Which is- and so, um, and so, like I said, this is, he's, I, I guess he would be sort of the standard for the human characters. I say standard because there's only two more because the other two that we have are Lance Magruder, which is a great name. It's ridiculous. And Trip Hansen, which are, which are, they're both ridiculous names and I love them. I, they're ridiculous in the best way possible. <laughs> Uh, Trip is, uh, I guess he's supposed to look kind of like a samurai, maybe? Kind of, yeah. He's, so as a martial arts expert, he has, um, like his helmet and everything, I think is fashioned off of like a samurai and even like the shoulder pauldrons are fashioned as a samurai, but his hand, so he has a left hand that has kind of a spring loaded piece that I think the hand's supposed to pop forward. And that piece that sits out his hand is actually set almost in a karate chop sort of way so he can like chop chop down the bad guys well and and he's got like the the way his 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 uh, gloves are like his his left hand it's like flattens out it looks like yeah that's that's the karate chopping hand yeah (laughs) that's wild and he's got what is the thing that's on his elbow on that arm it looks like a like a like a like something you would use to wind something up. Is that like a clockwork type thing? It's so it was one of those. It's a, a small gun barrel that rotates on the bicep. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of, it's kind of weird that he has a gun on his karate chopping elbow, but that's what that 
that is. I was, I had to look it up to see exactly what it was. And it was, um, uh, it says unique accessories include blaster mouse on his forearm and extending left hand and a small gun barrel that rotates on his left bicep. And so well, I guess you couldn't put it on the, the right hand, the one that carries the gun, because that would be two guns. That would be overkill. No pun intended. Yeah. And, I swear, and, folks, and no Warner pun intended. Brothers would be upset about that one. You think so? Yeah. They, they have a whole mandate about guns and their action figures. It's a long story. Moving on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but it's like his, his helmet, it's interesting because it comes down over his eyes, but it doesn't cover up his mouth. You know who he looks like? He reminds me of the Sphinx from Mystery Men. Oh, yeah. Which I just watched again for the first time in probably 15 years a few weeks ago, and that movie is really funny. I I have not explored that since uh, I saw it on uh, VHS for the first time after the theater. Yeah, I saw it in the theater. Uh, Folks, if you haven't seen it, uh, it's Mystery Men. It's Ben Stiller. It's got a great cast. Ben Stiller... um, uh, William H. Macy, uh, Gene Garofalo is in it. Uh, Paul Rubens Paul is Rubens. in it. Yeah. It's, it's a really funny movie, kind of a spoof of, uh, action movies or superhero movies. Uh, Jeffrey Rush is the villain in it. Uh, so yeah, this guy, he's, he's, he's sort of built like a tank. Uh, he looks like he's got, he's got this gold suit and, uh, are those pouches on his chest? Those three pouches, yep. one on each side and then one in the middle. Yep. He's got three pouches across the chest. He's got, looks like almost like gold and brass, um, mechanics that run from like the pouches up over his shoulders and into his arms. So he's, he is powerhouse from the top up. He is like a, a tank, like you said. Yeah. And then, uh, and, uh, then he's, he's pretty monochromatic. Uh, it's, it's a sort of a khaki light tan motif that he's got going on, but he's got some dark Brown and some red in with it, which is cool. But and then he comes with a big gun and and one of the communicators you were talking about. Mm-hmm. But uh, Lance Magruder is the one that uh, amuses me the most because <laughs> first off, I love this this bright, vibrant blue color that he's got. Yes, it's like he's wearing a blue bodysuit. He's got like silver gauntlets on each of his forearms. Then he's got brown gloves that match his brown boots. He's got a brown like a, a I guess a backpack that would that or it was supposed yeah, to be a backpack. It's... He's got these straps going across mm-hmm. and. Uh, and he's then uh, he's got this huge gun. He looks like it, what actually what he's got. He's got a, he's got a gun. And he's got what looks like a um, like an ecto like a Ghostbusters yeah gun. Yeah, it's got like a almost like a, a rotating laser beam piece that yeah. spirals out of the front. It's a proto neutralizer, proton blaster. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, but this is a proto neutralizer, not a right. It's neutrona wand or a proton uh, accelerator. Legally distinct from, (laughs) but, but I love this really bright color scheme. But the thing that I love the most is this, his, his mask. He's got, he's got the goggles and he's got, uh, looks like some breathing apparatus, but because of the way it's on there, he makes him look like a chipmunk. Yeah. He reminds me a lot of, um, the, the toxic warrior from, uh, toxic crusader, the yellow ones that were like, a part of Max Killamoff's group, you know, like the way that the mass is set and even the way he's kind of like hunched forward a little bit. And then this pose, he reminds me a lot of that. I could almost see this line pairing with toxic crusaders really, really well. Well, and it sounds like the, uh, the scale would work yeah. with that as well. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it's, 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 it's ridiculous and I love it so much. He's just so goofy. 
goofy looking. Um, and and I like it. Looks like the goggles are almost translucent. Are they? It's kind of. So it's one of those that um, they have like a little bit from what I could tell a little bit of painting underneath and the plastic on the goggles themselves are they're clear. So like semi kind of transparent where it looks like glass. Uh, some characters like Lance, I couldn't tell if he had anything underneath it with, um, with the main guy doc, it looks like he has eyes uh, painted underneath and the same with uh trip. But I couldn't see it on Lance Magruder. I couldn't see a, a picture where it like he had eyes underneath. Because I guess it's gotcha. so dark. Yeah. Yeah. No, but it, in, in this particular photo that I'm looking at on Figure Realm, they do look like they're almost translucent. So that's really cool. Um, and again, he's just he, he's probably the goofiest of all of them. Uh, and I think that's probably why he's my favorite of the, favorite of the humans, along with one. his name. Yeah. <laughs> So of the monsters, I'll let you pick. Which one of the monsters do you want to talk about first? Ooh, of the monsters, I would really like to talk about the, uh, let's see. Let's talk about Luke Talbot. Okay. The Wolfman. The Wolfman. This guy's pretty cool. Um, he's. Uh, it looks like he's in like mid-transformation. Yeah. And I think was there part of the storyline was that he he could sort of control it. He could. So um, my understanding with this character from the cartoon was that his whole he was from the Talbot family that had the curse of the werewolf, and so it's just something you grew into and you were raised with. And he his character in the cartoon before he's like the Wolfman, he's fairly young, so he's probably like you know, early adulthood. So kind of like early twenties, late teens sort right. of character and, you know, kind of a nerdy kid sort of thing. And um, when, when Dracula's trying to change him over, trying to get him to go to the bad guys, he is fighting it because he's like, no, these are my friends and they've always been my friends. I'm going to leave it that way sort of thing. It's, it seemed like he could control it, except at times when either the moon was out or um, when he was being persuaded by Dracula. Ah, uh, so Dracula could manipulate him. Yeah. I mean, and that we've seen, we've seen other things where Dracula is kind of able to manipulate like, right. Like other, like in the monster squad like in the monster squad. Exactly. <laughs> but, but keep in mind, this isn't a direct rip off of monster. No, squad. this is legally, <laughs> legally distinct. Now the figure, the picture I'm looking at on figure realm, it looks like his belt is on like crooked and like his monster force logo is like folded under. Is that just this picture or is that the way the figure looks? I think it's just the picture. Um, okay. Cause the rest of him looks pretty disheveled. Like his, his pants are ripped and everything. And his, obviously his shirt is ripped open. Uh, you can, and, and it's weird because it looks almost like there's supposed to be a hole in his pants on his, on his left knee but and it, his it knee is supposed to be poking through, but I don't know that it's paint. It looks like it's painted the same sort of purplish, shiny purplish color as his pants. Yeah. I'm looking at one that's on action figure barbecue and it's, it does, it looks like it's ripped open, but his knee is purple. Like the rest. They just didn't bother to detail that. His belt is a little askew though. Like looking at this, this, um, 
this picture again and again you're right it is and a it, little skew and it's probably by design he's probably supposed to look like he's just sort of yeah you know, again sort of disheveled yeah. uh the one the one uh problem i do have with this is he has a mullet it was the mid 90s <laughs> 94 yeah so i can't I, I i will let let it slide for that but he does have a mullet and that's a problem well, is that a problem? But I do like I do like the detail that they did with his face. He's got really high cheekbones that are very pronounced. Mm-hmm. His eyes are like green, and his mouth is open, and you can see that he's got the beginnings of fangs, and he's snarling. It's really cool. And they've given him his ears are sort of pointy, like they would be, like again, if he was in mid transformation. Mm-hmm. And his fingernails are sharp and pointy as well. Yep. Even I just really like this figure. I even think it's his cool. feet, like looking at his feet, the way that they've got the. The, yeah, they got the, the beginnings, beginnings of the claws coming out. out. You got the claws coming out. The top of the foot is stretched out and widened. Um, even like the the eyebrow section of the face, like the the brow line is is thicker and it's more pronounced. And he really does look kind of like how they were looking at the Wolf Men uh, or the the transformation of uh, the character into Wolf in American Werewolf. There's a lot of like similarities of the look of him during the transformation in this figure in the way he's sculpted, which I really like. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's actually really pretty cool. Um, and you mentioned that they each come with a stand uh, and they each have a unique stand. It's, it's really, it's not just a stand. It's almost like a character specific. It almost is like a, could be considered maybe like a small playset, really uh, for some of these guys, especially Dracula. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, let's go to Dracula next. Um, Dracula is an interesting figure because he's got a cape, uh, as you would expect for Dracula to have, but I'm assuming it's also that rigid plastic, kind of like the jacket that we were talking about earlier. Um, Is is it permanently attached or can you remove it? I believe you can remove it because it seems like I remember uh, looking at some on eBay that didn't have it on there. And that's not unusual for playmates to be able to have like just a peggable cape that goes on and off. So I believe that the cape is kind of considered an accessory itself, but yeah, you could take that off and he has just the uh, head arms uh, and I believe legs. I think he actually has a lack of articulation kind of like with the uh, creature. He's pretty, he's pretty posed as well. And uh, his accessories, he comes with like a rat, a spider and a bat that sit on his little, on a stand, um, which is sort of purplish colored. Yeah. And there's a there's an onk as well. What I like about his stand and his uh, parts is that the stand itself has like a small uh, tombstone on it, and in that tombstone you can place the onk on the top of the tombstone, and then the bat sits on top of the onk. So it's like you've got this this place where you can put these extra accessories, and they snap one into the other for the stand. So this is one where the stand becomes an essential need for him to display him because then that's how you get the parts on as well. Yeah. It's really cool. Uh, this, this character, like, and his is more about the design than it is the, the play value with this guy. Yeah. Um, it looks like his, he may remove at the wrist. His, I, his, I like his puffy sleeves. They're coming out and they kind of flare out before they get to the cuff. And it helps make his, his, uh, hands look that much larger. Cause these, yeah. they do all sort of have almost super deformed features. Their, their hand, hands and feet are, are, are bigger than, you know, sort of out of scale with the rest of their body. Yep. But this character is actually pretty creepy looking too, because he's got red eyes. There's no pupils they are just red, like blood red. 
Yeah. And then the way they've they've sculpted his mouth, it almost looks like he's got blood at the side of his mouth. I know. And I love the the creepiness of the hands with like the the extra like bone and vein work on the outside and the way that they're shaped off. He's got I mean, he looks monstrous, which is what you want him to be. Yes, he does. Yeah. And even like the folds within the the shirt are nice. Though every time that I hear about puffy sleeves, all I can think of is Seinfeld. Seinfeld, the puffy shirt from Seinfeld. Yes. Right. The pirate shirt. <laughs> and again, he's got he's got the he's got like a gold vest and then I like the he's got this medallion hanging down in the middle. Looks a lot like the one from say it with me, folks, the Monster Squad. Yep. Um <laughs> looks a lot like him. Uh the creature from the Black Lagoon uh is is another one. Uh he's probably the as far as the design goes, he's probably the simplest, but uh, because, you know, he, he's not wearing a costume. He's just, it's just his skin. But I tell you what he looks like a lot. He looks like the creature from the shape of water, oh, like yeah, a muscular, more yeah. muscular version of, of the, of the creature, <laughs> which was based on the creature from the black lagoon. I don't know if people know that, but Guillermo del Toro was, was hired to direct when universal was doing their dark universe. He was hired to direct the creature from the black lagoon. And he basically quit because he wanted to make it a love story and make the creature, the hero. Mm. and they wouldn't let him so he said okay fine i'm gonna go make my own movie and won several oscars for it yeah well we we all know how that dark universe ended up played out right three, uh three but this guy and... right not even three well i guess you know two movies Te- technically three if you counted dracula untold which was supposed what to be was the th- opener right uh, that and then the mummy and then what was the third the one? mummy and then uh the last one was um the one about the invisible oh. man Oh, invisible! Yeah, but that was sort. That's almost sort of a reboot. That was almost a bit of a reboot at that point. But but yeah. yeah it, but uh, anyway, it was tied in, but not completely. Right. So this guy, creature from Black Lagoon. I mean, he looks. He's like super muscular. He's been hitting the gym. Um, one of the He Man roared it out. Like he creatures. really does. <laughs> but he looks like he would be. He would be stable because his feet splay out so much. Yeah. Um, and, and they're webbed and everything. And, and I like that they gave him webbing between his thumb and his index finger. I do too. As well. Now, talk to me about this paint job on him because it's it looks like it's very, like, there's a lot of gradation to it and everything. It looks like, I guess it's probably airbrushed. Yeah, it's it's airbrushed. So the plastic actually looks like it's a, an aqua type of green plastic. And then they've got what looks like almost like a blue metallic that's airbrushed on the outside. And then some areas where they've got a little bit of a almost like a sea green airbrush on the bottom to accentuate certain areas of like overlap scales and, and muscle pieces. The head itself has of course a paint job of that sea green on the head. And then along the ridges on the back of the head, it's got the, the blue metallic. And then he's got areas of gold for claws and some spikes on him as well. Yeah. Spikes on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. And then his, 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 his uh, claws and his toes and his, and his ends of his fingers are gold it's a really really cool looking figure uh again we've only got four five points of articulation i'm assuming his head turns uh, yeah, but it'll be his head shoulders and his hips bit. i was yeah. trying to remember how does the creature look in the monster squad uh not like this uh it was a, it was a, a pretty radical departure from the universal one because they didn't have the rights for it yeah um uh, that was actually that that suit was all one piece the guy that was in it had to basically be sewn into it every day oh there was no getting out of it. There were no seams on it and everything, but it looks phenomenal. Yeah. 
Um, and so does the creature, he comes with like, I guess like a trident looking thing kind of. Yeah. It's a, it's like a hook. So it'd be like a, Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. Type hook. And he comes with like, it looks like a, like a treasure chest with stuff in it that you would see at the bottom. That's really cool. Yeah. And then of course, I think he's got like a bloodstone, uh, treasure chest that, uh, can kind of sit on his, uh, base. And then he's got that trident hook and his, his base is supposed to be kind of like the interior of like a cave. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, so that leaves us with Frankenstein's monster, uh, <laughs> alias the monster. This one is an interesting one, and I, I saved it for last because it, it. This is the one where this monster looks like he's been transported to the '90s because of the way he's <laughs> he's dressed and everything. Yeah. I actually like it. I like it a lot. I like his jacket. He's got, well. It's not really a. It's not really a jacket because it doesn't have any sleeves. Nope but it's green all the way up. And then the collar around the inside of the collar looks like it's like this quilted red. Yep. I think in my notes I had, I had put uh, in there, it was like wildcats question mark, Rob Liefeld. <laughs> it's <laughs> right. Very much the design of the nineties where you've got, you know, like a, a bright, you know, kind of t-shirt, but it's so low cut to show off your pecs. And right. So yeah. Yeah. This t-shirt it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, he's got the sleeves rolled up. I kept expecting he's like a package of cigarettes in there. He's got the sleeves rolled up and and the shirt is yellow, but it looks like there may be some like airbrushed orange or red on there. Yeah. On the bottom, there's a little bit just to, to give it some shadow work to make the sculpting stand out. But then, yeah, he's got that bright green. It's not even bright green. It's like almost like a forest green um, sleeveless collared jacket long jacket that that goes down and the the collar popped out with the line work and it is very reminiscent of what we got with some of the characters from wildcats back in the day and that's that's if you ever remember wildcats that was um a comic book that i think it was a think i think liefeld worked on it but it was uh also picked up by playmates and so they'd also had done their action figures as well right which we'll be we'll be talking about at some point. Day, yeah. um, the thing that I think is most interesting about him, a, a his 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 head sculpt is really interesting because he's got red eyes, he's got these really pronounced eyebrows, mm-hmm. and then going along the the ridge of his of his the top of his head, like under his hairline, you've got where you would have the staples, but it looks like there's a red line running between them. Yeah, it's almost like red stitches instead of like little silver. Uh, plates holding it together. The silver staples, yeah. Yeah, because and like I think it's supposed to be kind of like the Universal Monster, uh, Frankenstein's monster, but instead of having the the silver plates holding it on, they've got that red line, and then each one of the plates is red, like it's been removed, and so it's just skin showing. Well, and if you look at his hands, which I really like the hand sculpt here, I like that they've they've sculpted like the uh, the tendons and everything in his hand. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. And they were able to do that because they could make the hands a little bit bigger. Yeah. Because he's supposed to be bigger. But if you'll notice up around his wrist, he's got the same red uh, stitching looking thing going on. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure why they did the the stitching in red. It's, it's one of those because there's a, kind of a light grayish blue on the lips and above the eyes. And even the veins on like his biceps are this kind of grayish blue. In my opinion, it made more sense to make the stitching that same color. I would agree. Instead of red. And just keep the eyes red. Since he and starts I'll tell you off one... as a bad guy and then changes. Right. And I'll tell you one thing that is a letdown for me about this guy is um, 
his pants because we talked about with with Doc, you know, his pants are really well done. All the all the human characters are pants are really well done. But from the waist down, it's just kind of plain. He's got these like olive green pants that just kind of drape and they're they they flare out and then come in at the cuffs. He's got black boots on. And then his belt, he doesn't have the Monster Force logo on his belt buckle. It's just like a black belt with a silver buckle. Um, well, because I think in the beginning, you know, he he he's kind of like that character that's like, hey, we want you on the team. And he kind of helps out, but he's not really a team player. Does that make sense? So it's like he's there. He helps out. But, you know, his affiliation isn't always just with Monster Squad. I think he has... He has, you know, something else that he's after, and I can't remember what it was from the cartoon. But it's like he—he's a part of the squad, but it's kind of a reluctant. He's a part of the squad, sort of thing for him. Like Batman is part of the Justice League. Yeah, like he's—he's he's there. He just participates, to keep the but he's not a full-fledged member. Yeah. Uh, and I notice in uh, on Figure Room it mentions that he has familial ties to Shelley Frank. Ah. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, okay, well that that's all of the fig- that's all the figures. That's the entire line. So, we're going to take a short break and then we'll be back to discuss our top 3 from the line. Okay. So, Taylor, uh do you want do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? First, first uh- I, I want to, you know, you had said, you know, had familial ties to Shelly Frank. Why? Why would they do that? Yeah, I because it's funny. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That's that's kind of a weird one for me. It's like one of those where it's like, I want to like it. I, no, no, I don't think I like that at all. Yeah. It's a weird one. Okay. So I, I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and go first. Okay. Um, since you've been trying to get these for a while. Uh, so my number three is I originally had Lance Magruder on here, but the more I look at it, I'm changing this. I'm, I'm calling an audible. My number three is Doc Reed Crawley. Um, I love everything about Lance Magruder. We talked about it, but I love the color scheme of Doc Reed, the, mm. the, 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 the brown with the red and the green. Uh, I really like that. And I like it looks like his his goggles are sort of translucent as well. I just think this is a really cool character. I like the way that his his jacket is kind of open. This is a really well done figure. I agree with you. That it, really it well is, sculpted. I like it a lot. And the accessories are really cool. Like even the the backpack and the detailing they have on the the backpack and the the net launcher are really, really nice. I I love that all the humans had that open um uh kind of holster for their their communicator their monster communicator scanner like it's it's a it's a cool design overall and i think that they like color wise i dig that color scheme so much it's a good me too and that's that's the the main reason that i that i that i switched it out i really like that color scheme okay um what about you? What's your number three? My number three is Frankenstein's monster. Well, I should say Frankenstein for this line, but we all know Frankenstein's monster. Um, I, it's just one of those. I think this would be a great conversation piece. Uh, when people are like, obviously that's supposed to be Frankenstein's monster, but what's going on with the, why does he look like a backstreet shirt? boy? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Why I does just, he look like a backstreet boy? I just love that look. Like I really dig it. And, the accessories are kind of fun. The fact that he's got this piece that, that hits the, the, 
bolts on his collar and he's got, you know, the, the two um, electrodes that, that he can hold in his hands. And even his, his stand looks like a, a the floor of a, uh, an invention studio. So it's like, I, I, I really dig the look of this one. I think it's fun. I, even, I agree. Even I'm... the pleated pants with the tapered cuffs on the legs. Actually, I like the tapered cuffs. Yeah, I do like the tapered cuffs. Very cool. So uh, my number two, my number two is Dracula. Uh, I I think this this design is great. He's creepy looking. Uh, I like the stance that he's in. I love the cape. You know, the the, the way it sweeps around and everything. The design is really good. The whole line of this figure is great. And when you couple that with his stand, like you mentioned, you've got the onk that you can put the put the the bat on and he's got all these other creatures coming. It's just creepy. Like when I when I hear Monster Force, this is kind of what I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah. Although at first I thought Dracula was one of the good guys, which I think would be even more interesting. But um, yeah, I, I think this is a really cool figure. We talked about it before. He's kind of a cross between Duncan Regeer, who was Dracula in the Monster Squad, and Frank Langella, who was in John Badham's uh, Dracula from 1979. Oh, yeah. Which is a really underrated version of that story. Uh, if it you is. haven't ever seen it, I would highly recommend checking it out this October. Uh, it's very moody. Um <laughs> So I just really dig this character, this 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 figure out, and, and, and again, I love the color scheme. You got the black on the outside of the cape with the deep red, almost magenta on the inside, and then you've got the gold, uh, the gold vest, and just the, the 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 black pants. It's just a really really cool looking figure, even down to the red eyes. Yeah, it's, I like it's it a lot. A very cool figure, and the stand, the, how the whole thing sets up is a really good look overall. I I dig that one a lot. But my Tina, what about your two? number two? is Luke Talbot. Okay. Um I I love I love this Wolfman look even with the mullet. But I love this this Wolfman look. I love the the fact that he's got these like metallic, you know, bright purple pants even though his knee is not colored out of it, but like the 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 way that his wolf feet are set and the wolf hands and and even the airbrushing on his chest to make it like, you know, the the stretch and the hair that goes within the muscles on there. Like, I really love the look of this. I even dig the fact that he's got chains as his accessories, one of which is broken and one of which is, you know, I guess like for his feet that, you know, I guess when he goes overboard, he can break his chains and, and you know, they're not able to control him. It still makes him feel wild and crazy and look monstrous but right you you can tell what's going on there yeah it's it's really cool because he he does look human you it it looks like a werewolf in mid-transformation and that's really cool yeah yeah so that brings us to my my number one and my number one you've already talked about is frankenstein's monster um again because he looks like he looks like a backstreet boy (laughs) i i I, as as much as i am disappointed by the pants everything else makes up for it and especially if you go to figure around folks and look this guy up the pose they've got him in he just look it's a very 90s pose he looks like donnie Wahlberg of new kids on the block he's like he's you know every boy group has that one guy that's supposed to be the badass of the group yeah um that that's who he would be he would be the bad boy of the group of of the of the boy band (laughs) and everything we already talked about it's just i just love everything about this thing i love i love the design we didn't even we didn't really talk about it but i love the face sculpt the way his uh, cheeks are kind of sunk in and he's got that very pronounced jawline yeah, it's a really, really well done figure, and and the skin tone is just the right shade of green, so that he looks decayed, but he doesn't look like Herman Munster. Right, right. 
Yeah. Oh, so I it's see just, the, yeah, it's, it was a. I see the pose on figure where they've got his. Yeah. He's, he's got the one ball jointed shoulder, but it's like turned back. Like he's like, hello. Yeah. It's like, a, <laughs> like he's walking a runway or something. Like he's a model. It's great. Where, where and we said it's just sort one. of. I was going to say, where you're seeing that one and I'm seeing him like with the two nodules out in front of him, like Frankenstein, you know? Right. Oh. It's, it is it's just sort of perfectly updated for the 90s. So yeah. that that's my number one. Uh, what is Before we get to the one that got away, what is your number one? My number one is the creature from the Black Lagoon. I knew it. I have always loved the creature. Actually, I'm kind of surprised that's not your one that got away. It's it's not. I have another okay. one that got away. But I, I've always been a big fan of the creature from the Black Lagoon. Actually... When Sideshow, when they were first coming out and they had a lot of the, the Universal Monsters on card, I had gotten, um, of course, uh, I'd gotten Frankenstein and the Mummy and the, the Bride of or Frankenstein's Monster. Thank you. Bride of Frankenstein's <laughs> Monster. Um, the Mummy, which I, I really am a big Mummy fan, the creature and, and all these other characters. And when when my creature broke... Um, like, cause the way they had the joints made, like I, it, it really bothered me and I was never able to replace it. And I'd been looking forever, but I still have his accessories because I, you know, I really liked that, that creature. And so when, when, uh, E-Man was wanting to get into universal monsters, like, Hey, let's watch this one. He couldn't get into it, but I remember sitting there and just watching the whole movie. Cause I really dug the movie as a kid. And I think it's because like we, we were into scuba diving. We were into sea stuff. And here's a whole monster, a prehistoric monster that's in this lagoon that, you know, terrorizes, you know, the, the local natives in this jungle. And it's like, yay, I, I dig it. It's like a dinosaur man. And we, I got to see it I in the theater a few years ago. <gasps> you did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The uh, Sinopolis over in Eulis uh, showed it uh, a couple of years ago when I was still living over that way and went to see it. It was yeah, a lot of fun. I, I've got to go and, and see, like, I, I kind of wonder if my local, um, we got a couple like eatery movie theaters and I kind of wonder if they play it during that time. Cause I, I'd like to see that one. I'd like to see the mummy. Alamo did. I saw the Wolfman at Alamo around the same time as well. Mm. And the Wolfman is my favorite of those movies. So Wolfman's that was a lot a really of fun. Really good movie out of those universal monsters. It's yep. a really good one. So yeah, that's a good pick. This the, I, I I almost may put him on my list as well, but I figured he would be on yours, so I didn't want to talk about it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that is a very very good pick. Uh, so now it's time to talk about the one that got away. Way, 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 way. So I'll go first, and this technically has never gotten away from me, but uh, it is the one that will feel like it got away from me because it's the one that I would most want to have on my shelf, and that is Luke Talbot, the the Wolfman, because as I've just said, the Wolfman is my favorite of the Universal monsters. It's my favorite of the movies. Mm-hmm. and mullet notwithstanding <laughs> uh, i just think this uh this figure is a is a really good figure and the fact that they named him luke talbot that's a nice tribute yeah uh and i, I even like the purple pants which is sort of a nod to the incredible hulk maybe not an overt nod but that's kind of what i where i it it is took kind it. of a nod yeah uh, but yeah, everything about this, these figures has been pretty well thought out. And he's, this is a really good uh, example with the exception of his knee being painted. I, I have to wonder why they did that. I don't know. Um, yeah. Who, who knows? But that's the only, that's the only thing I have. The only issue I have with this one. 
but everything else about it I just love. And so if I was going to have one on my shelf, I would want the mulleted Wolfman. <laughs> yeah, People would say, what, what, what's going on here? That would be a good one to have. Um, so my one that got away actually did get away. And it was one of those where um, I finally had gotten, like I had put a bid out for Dracula, which is my one that got away. It was carded. The card was kind of beat up, but it still had all the accessories. And I had planned. I, I had it planned for, you know, putting it on my October channel and putting it there <laughs> for, you know, the, the month of scariness. And um, like I'm sitting there and I'm watching eBay and it's updating and it's sitting at like, you know, about $20. Not, not that bad. I'm like, okay, that's cool. And uh, it ends. I'm like, Yeah. That's awesome. I won this. And so I go to look at my cart and there's nothing there. And I'm like, okay. So I refresh it and I go back and I look and nothing. And I'm like, what's going on? And so I go back to the listing and the listing says ended, but then there's no information. I'm like, what's going on? And I finally go and I get a notice about 10 minutes later that I'd gotten outbid apparently at the last second. So they got it for, $20 and 59 cents. I'm like, are you kidding me? And this has happened multiple times. Wow. <laughs> that's so dumb. With that's bidding. why, that's why I don't even bother bidding on anything yeah. on eBay until it's like within the last minute of the auction, because that always happens. I know. Oh my goodness. I, I was, I was, yeah. I was distraught. I was like, okay, I'm kind of bummed about that one. So then I had to change my whole lineup. And then I really, because the thing is, I really wanted the Dracula so I could put them on his set and everything and put them like with my Frankenstein figure. And then I got from you, you know, and have it all set up and mm-hmm. I'm not going to get to do it. Lame. I know. Super lame. Silly all right, folks. Well, there you have it. Snipers. There you have it. There's our, our tales of woe and our, uh, our, our love fest for, Monster Force, this is a really, really fun line. I'm glad glad uh, you sent this over to us for yeah. us to talk about. Um, so uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on on the line. And if you have any, uh, if you're the person who sniped that Dracula from Taylor, admit it. <laughs> or and don't. And post a picture of it on the Facebook page just to taunt him. Don't. And then send it to him for Christmas as a, th- as, as a thank you for all the years of, of content that he's provided you. <laughs> that would be nice. I have it to, would be. I have to ask you this before we go. What would you think? Like, would you want to see this as a movie for an updated like Monster Squad where they've grown up? Like, do you think that would be a viable movie? I the concept is sound. Uh, you know, if 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 they've grown up and they uh, they're now like either funded by the government or some sort of benefactor, Ooh. and they're they're you no, know, I think it would work. Yeah, That's Dracula funny. comes back from limbo somehow and. And uh, Frankenstein's monster follows him. That would be cool. That could work. I could see it. They would just have to work in a good, a good uh, tribute to Brent uh, Brent Shalem, who played Horace in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, folks. Well, that's going to do it for this edition. Until next time, for talking toys with Taylor and Jeff. I'm Taylor. And I'm Jeff. And remember, they're not dolls. They're action figures. Very scary action figures. Really cool stands. Thank you for listening. 
For more episodes of this show or other Marvin Dog Media productions, go to marvindogmedia.com to stream or download the shows or to subscribe via iTunes. Email us at marvindogmedia at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at marvindogmedia. Follow us on Pinterest at pinterest.com forward slash marvindogmedia. This podcast has been a production of Marvin Dog Media, all rights reserved. How many times can we say Marvin Dog Media?